to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you are the way maker. Amen. Glory to God. So the word of the Lord says that we are to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. There's just something about a company of believers that will persevere in prayer. That will be persistent in prayer. With their hearts set on a goal. Our hearts are set on a goal for a great awakening in the USA. Our hearts are set on a goal to pray first of all for kings and for all that are all that are in authority. And so as you persist in prayer and as we persevere in prayer, there will be a consistent flow from heaven to the earth to bring the help that we need. For Jesus himself said, pray our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What earth needs is an invasion of the glory of the Lord. What, me, what men and women on earth need is their eyes to be open for there to be an awakening. And so let's give ourselves a prayer for a few moments tonight. We just lift up our voice, Lord, asking tonight, asking, 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 asking for an awakening in this great nation. We thank you, Lord, that you told us not to walk by sight. If we walked by what we saw, and if we walked by what we felt some days, we'd give up. But, oh, Lord, we thank you that faith sees something beyond the natural. That faith sees into the realm of the supernatural. And so we pray from our place in heavenly places in Christ. And we pray the answer. We pray the perfect will of God. If you want to walk around a little bit, go ahead. If you want to sit, fine. If you want to, you know, just kneel or whatever the case may be. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll not miss our day. We'll not miss our opportunity to be awake in the day. We're children of the day. The night is far spent. Oh, bari de shemanaya. Oh, bakasondo de de jende. Oh, 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 motisefrede. We kasone mediste bata. We send de legoshalamana. We stand with the armor of light on tonight. We stand with the armor of God, casting off the works of darkness, casting out evil spirits. Spirits that mean this nation harm. Spirits in heavenly places. We bind every principality, every power, every ruler of the darkness of this world. We bind and cast you down. And we render you harmless and ineffective against this nation, against our president, against Sebro Kamatea. Come on, guys, pray. Oh, Bredi Shelema. 
vos sombron yengyandan de boche a ansolamata omboride basolamandaya. Ah, we prophesied tonight. It's going to go Yahweh's way. Things are going to go God's way. Thank you for a shift, Lord, and a turn, a shift and a turn. Oh, Mrindise Branda. Oh, we refuse to be weary in well doing, but we lift up our voice in one accord tonight, praying the perfect will of God, praying in the Holy Ghost, asking for an awakening, asking for rain in the time of the latter rain. Oh, my. My, 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 let the church arise. Let the body of Christ arise. Let them lay aside the things of this world. Let them lay aside the things that have tethered them and held them down and held them back. May your church arise in this day. Arise and shine. Oh, Brekisa. An awakening. An awakening not only in this nation but awakening in the body of Christ. Yeah, 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 Paco Sole. Ah, thank you. Glory. Oh, my, 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 my. Mondo le badiche. Ah, a Solomon de le beche. Ah, a laying aside of the differences in a coming together, a coming together in your body. A coming together among the spiritual leaders in this nation. Akaba sore mendeshe. Akama tora barishte. Amonose vrede. A coming together. A coming together. Nothing, nothing, nothing can hold back the power of unity. Nothing can hold back the power of the unity and the power of the spirit. And so vredishte. Coming, coming together. Kama sola base. Coming together. Coming together, lenga do boshte vanata, mandula broka si shevedea, ombro delebrando, moshela pare de sombre niste. In the name, in the name, in the name which is above every name, the mighty name of Jesus, the mighty name of Jesus. We pray in that name, we preach in that name, we prophesy in His name. Glory to God. Say it with me, thy will be done. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven's presence. Heaven's presence for this earth. Oh, we invite your presence. We invite your presence. We invite your presence. Oh, Bridisemandaya. Wikasama Neshte. Not drawing back, not looking back. But staying right on course, keeping our eyes on you, keeping our eyes on the prize. He celebrote le veste, monzele brote la maya, o brocoche la bande. In the name, in the name, we pray in the name. Glory to God. Let's sing that chorus one more time. Waymaker, he is the way, is he not? He is the way, is he not? Glory to God. Don't allow your imperfections to keep you out of the arena of prayer. Don't think for one moment that you have nothing to offer. 
For I would remind you that I've declared that you are complete in me. I dwell in you. I live in you. Elias was just a man subject to like passions as you are and as we are. And yet Elias prayed. Elias was bold. And Elias prayed fervently and got his prayers answered. So don't allow the devil to talk you out of it and just sit idly by and twiddle your thumbs and say, oh, why, why, why should we be praying? But rise up on the inside and stir yourself up real strong. Hallelujah. And make your petitions known unto me. Call unto me, says the Lord, and I will answer thee. And I will show you great and mighty things which you know not. Amen. Amen. So there are things that may be hidden to your mind. Answers that you're looking for. As you set your heart upon me. And as you enter into the realm of prayer. And enter into the realm of my presence. You will discover that answers will come. Oh, they'll come effortlessly. But put yourself aside. And come on into my presence. And in my word, abide. Live there. Breathe there praise there and so shall you pray in the Holy Ghost effortlessly and it shall flow like a river and and so shall great and mighty things take place that you may not see with your outward eye but yea saith the Lord things shall all come to pass if you will unite yourself in one accord hallelujah Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So tonight, let's take a look a little bit further at the subject of being led by the Spirit of God. Let me quote a couple of scriptures to you that you're real familiar with as you've been involved in this series. Romans 8, 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans eight sixteen says, The Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Proverbs twenty twenty seven says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. belly. God is a spirit. We are spirit beings. And the number one way that he leads and guides his people is through this inward witness. And we looked very closely last week at these words. It just seemed good. It seemed good to Luke to write the gospel of Luke. It seemed good to Paul, praise the Lord, to take Silas with him on a missionary journey. It seemed good to Silas to remain in the city for a few days before he got his next assignment to go with Paul. So when it comes to being led by this inward witness, I know it sounds a little strange, but we need to learn to follow our seamer. You've got to know her on the inside of you. And he didn't come that you might guess. He's not the author of confusion, but he is the author of peace. Yes. Amen. So he's promised then to lead us and to guide us by his spirit. And so we left off and I was going to tell you a little bit about being rain trained. So look in your Bibles tonight, if you would, uh, to Proverbs, uh, Psalm 16 and verse 7. Psalm 16 and verse 7. Amen. Thank God for the inward witness. You know, the inward witness is sometimes like, just like a, a magnet, just kind of gently pulling you, just kind of gently leading you. Yes. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman, 
And, you know, sometimes he needs to get our attention by speaking audibly, and sometimes he needs to get very corrective with us. But by and large, the main way that he leads us is by that gentle, soft, inward witness of the Spirit. Amen? So in Psalm 16 and verse 7, he says, I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. He said, my reins also instruct me in the night seasons. The NIV says, my heart instructs me. The Jerusalem Bible says, my inmost self instructs me. You know, the nighttime is a good time to get quiet before the Lord. Amen. Turn the boob tube off. Amen. Spend some time in prayer before you go to sleep. And when you wake up in the middle of the night, what I do a lot of times is I'll just lift up my hands in the air. And I'll just say, glory to God. Glory to God. And just set my affection on Him. And of course, He can speak to us in the nighttime. He can speak to us any time that He desires. But there's a key, I believe, in hearing from the Lord. I believe it's important for you and I to be good resters to be good waiters on God. You do know that faith is a rest, right? The scripture says, those which have believed do enter into rest. Not this, you know, I've got one nerve left and you're on it. You know, you're not like that. You're not all frustrated and burnt out when you learn to wait on God. When you learn to be patient. Amen. Psalms 26 and verse 1 says this, says, Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide. And then in verse 2 of Psalm 26, verse 2 says, Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. That's a very interesting verse of Scripture. Try my reins and my heart. Well, what is a rein? A rein on a horse is like a a steering wheel mechanism for that horse. A rain-trained horse doesn't need a bit. A rain-trained horse doesn't need to be forced. Now, in Psalm 32 and verse 7, he says, You are my hiding place. You will preserve me from trouble. You will compass me about with songs of deliverance. I will instruct thee in verse 8 in Psalm 32, and I will teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Now notice in verse 9 of Psalm 32, and I know that I'm moving quickly, but you know we have a, a limited amount of time on a Wednesday night. Psalm 32, verse 9, ready, read. Be not as the horse which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto you. Another translation of that says, won't won't come unless you make them. And there's a lot of Christians just like that. Well, I'll tell you what, for me to do that, I'll just have to see a burning bush. I'll just have to, you know, I'll just have to really, really get some sort of a spectacular way that God speaks to me before I do that. We, as born-again believers, should not require bits. We, as born-again believers, led by the Spirit of God, should be rain-trained. Just like that power steering on that horse, that little leather strap, you just lay it on the horse's neck, and just a slight movement, the horse goes that way. Just a slight movement. 
and the horse is directed. That's how God wants to lead you. He wants you to be rein trained by this, those little promptings, those little leadings of the Holy Spirit. The Lord says, go this way. What do you say we go that way? Yeah. The Lord says, no, don't do that. What do you say we obey the Lord? Yeah. Let's be rein trained. We should not have to have three prophecies and five confirmations from every person in town before we obey the Lord. I know I'm preaching good right now, but I'm talking about just a slight impression. Just raise your hand and say, yes, Lord. Train me. I will respond quickly. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God wants to do some great things in some people's lives. And all they've got to do is just get on that path and just stay on that path. And whenever God says move, just move with him. Amen. Now one earmark of being led by the Spirit, and this is a good one. One earmark of being confident that you're on the right path is peace. You know, the Spirit of peace will never lead you to make a mistake. Look at Colossians, the third chapter, the 14th and the 15th verse. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 14 and 15 says, And above all these, put on love and enfold yourself with the bond of perfectness, which binds everything together completely in ideal harmony. And in verse 15, it says, Let the peace, everyone say peace. Peace. Let the peace from Christ rule or act as what? Let it rule and act as an umpire continuously. What does an umpire do? An umpire calls the balls. The umpire calls the strikes. The umpire calls the play safe or out. Well, you have an umpire on the inside of you. It's the peace of God. And so what he's saying is this. When you make decisions in life, when you're wondering which, to, which way to go in life, make sure that you allow the peace of God decide with all assuredness and finality all questions that arise in your mind. Now we're moving too quick. Let's back to 14 and look at the Amplified Version. Colossians 3.14, Amplified Version. Don't try to grab this in your mind. Grab it in your heart. Amen? Amen. Colossians 3, 14, Amplified. And now look at verse 15. Verse 15 of Colossians 3. And let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule and act as an umpire. How long? In your hearts. That's where his peace is. That's where all leadings come from it comes from the father of hearts the father of spirits into your heart deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which as members of christ's one body you are also called to live and be thankful appreciative giving praise to god always we are We are instructed extensively in the scriptures, not just here, but we are instructed extensively to follow peace. Let that peace decide. Let that peace settle you. 
with all finality, all questions that arise in your minds. In other words, all of us are going to face issues and they're going to come up. All of us are going to face decisions. Sometimes we face multiple decisions in one day. Sometimes a period of time goes by before we have to make a major decision. But when issues come up that you're not settled on, when questions come up that you're not settled on, what is it that we let settle them? We let peace settle it. Should I do this or should I not do this? When I think about doing something and I don't have peace on it, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to override my spirit. Should we pay attention to our spirit? What's the opposite of peace? Confusion. The opposite of peace is confusion. And you see in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, it says that God is not the author of what? God is not the author of confusion, but God is the author of peace. So that tells me if there's confusion present, God's not authoring it. If I am all upset and frustrated and anxious about a decision, that tells me I need to wait on God long enough to allow the peace of God to come into this situation and to decide with all finality which way is right, which way is wrong, which way is safe, and which way is out. Amen? God's not the author of confusion. Frustration is not the will of God. And the more that we talk about how frustrated we are, guess what happens? That's adding fuel to the fire. The more we talk about what we don't have and what we can't do and who we don't know, the bigger the problem's going to get. Frustration is something that comes to every one of us. You can be frustrated with people. You ever been frustrated with your boss? You ever been frustrated with your mate? How about frustrated with a person on the freeway? Like I taught, you know, a few weeks ago, pressure's going to come. Frustration's going to come. But you are the one that can decide whether you're going to let that frustration into your life or whether you're going to just say, okay... In that day, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always, anyway, and I'm going to let peace be a premium in my life. I'm not going to lose my cool over someone else's situation. And not only that, but I'm not going to lose my cool and become impatient and make a hasty decision just because people are pressuring me for a decision yesterday. It's so important, guys, that you don't move out ahead of peace and that you don't allow yourself to be frustrated stop talking about how frustrated you are and start talking how full of peace you are glory to God yeah but Pastor Mark I'm so confused well how many times have you said that in the last year probably too many What that does is that licenses confusion to become bigger in your life. 
I think we need to add some confessions to our life like, I'm never confused. Instead of, I'm always confused, you should say, I always have peace. I never let anything into my life that is going to eat my lunch. Glory to God. Anyway, that, that won't cost you anything extra. But should we pay attention to peace in our lives? In Philippians 4, 7, it says, Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let His peace guide you. Let His peace direct you. Because after all, we could ask ourselves this question, What is that peace? I'll tell you what it is. The peace of God is a manifestation of the God of peace. When you are following after peace, you're following after God. Hallelujah. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, he says, And the very God of peace. You look over and over again in the Word of God, how many times the word peace is used? It's hundreds of times. In the greetings to several of the epistles that Paul would write, and even, and even uh, Peter this phrase would be, go over and over again. Grace and peace be unto you. Amen. Grace and peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So repeatedly throughout the Word of God, you see the word peace. 450 references to peace. Hallelujah. Repeatedly. The spirit of adoption on the inside of me and on the inside of you is the spirit of peace. God didn't give you a spirit of confusion. He gave you a spirit of power. He gave you a spirit of love. And He gave you a sound mind. He gave you a calm, well-balanced mind. Amen? So that you could be sober in your thinking and make the right decisions. How many of you know when it comes to giving, you need to be led by the Holy Ghost? We should never give to a ministry that manipulates money out of people. Now, when it comes to tithing, you don't have to be led. I'm going to say that again. When it comes to tithing, you don't have to be led. The Bible says, bring all the tithes wherever your storehouse is, into the storehouse. Bring them in to the storehouse, right? But when it comes to making gifts beyond your 10%, you need to be led by God. Amen? Whether it be here or whether it be to Brother Copeland or whether it be to Billy Graham Association or whatever the case may be, we should be led by the Spirit of God where He would have us to bring our offerings. Somebody says, man, as a pastor, why would you say that? You should tell everybody to bring their offerings here. I'm not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to manipulate people to bring their offerings here. I mean, what's going on here speaks for itself. I said, what's going on here speaks for itself. Glory to God. And so if you want to bring an offering and pay this building off, bring it on in. Or if you want to bring a dollar and help pay the building off, bring it on in. But we need to be led by the Spirit of God and follow after peace. Not follow after manipulation. But follow after the Spirit. And then you will be positioned to prosper. He'll teach you and show you how to be led, even in your giving. Amen? 
In John 14, 27, let's look at that verse of Scripture there. John 14, 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I love what the Amplified says. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. I heard something today that was very disturbing. But I have to stop allowing it to disturb me. It was the latest craze among charismatic crazyville called Beers and Hymns. <laughs> beers and hymns. Come on over, and there's a three beer limit. You know, and we're going to sing some hymns. And tip your glass to the Rock of Ages. Oh, hallelujah. That'll do something for your sanctification. <laughs> but I can't think about that anymore. Amen? I've got to think about the goodness of God and what God is doing. Say, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourself to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. This just comes to me right now. There may be a person in here, I may be missing it, but there may be a person in here tonight that sensed in their spirit that they were to go a certain way and didn't work out. And as a result of that situation not working out, you've been hesitant and fearful about taking another step. And the Lord just wants you to know that it's okay that you missed it. I said it's okay that you missed it. And don't beat yourself over it. But rise up. Dust yourself off. And put that fear under your feet. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And let him lead you and guide you afresh and anew. Amen. I don't know who that's for, but I, I believe it's for somebody. Glory to God. Somebody said, well, Pastor Mark, have you ever missed it before? Let me just reverse that question. Have you ever missed it before? Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Look at uh, John 16, verse 33. John 16, verse 33. Glory to God. John 16, 33 says, These things have I spoken unto me, that in me, what do we have? Peace. We have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Now listen to this statement. And I want you to say it with me. The wisdom of God, the wisdom of God. and the direction of God, direction of God. Is, always is always in the peace of God. Peace of God. Let's say it again. The wisdom of God, wisdom of God. and the direction of God, direction of God. Is, always is always in the peace of God. Peace of God. Have you ever been asked to invest in something that really, really looked good on the outside. And, you know, everybody was doing it. And yet down on the inside, you just knew it wasn't for you. You know, thank God for the investments that people make, and as a result, they prosper. But I've discovered that a lot of those pressure investments, 
a lot of those deals that come along the way and say, you know, you need to invest, but you need to do it before next week, like you need to do it yesterday, a lot of those investments tumble and fall and fail. Amen? So be very, very uh, conscious of who you associate with. Be very, very, uh, I don't want to use the word careful, but be very cautious about who you allow to speak into your life, especially concerning investments. It's real important. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. One brother was asked, he was from the state of California, this was many years ago. He started out with $50. And now he's just a multi, multi, multi millionaire. And he made all of his money in real estate. And uh, he was asked the question, how did you get to that place? How did you achieve that kind of success in your life? And one of the things I believe he said is I always follow my deepest premonitions. I always follow my heart. And he said, what I would do is I would lock myself away, sometimes for days, sometimes for periods of time. I'd go to, literally, I'd go into my closet and I'd pray. And he said, you know, some of these investments look so good that, man, your mind would tell you, boy, don't pass up on that. No, no, that's, a, that, that's really a good investment. But down on the inside, he just knew, no, that's not it. He said, but then other investments that he would make, oh, man, they didn't look so good. And yet the peace of God directed him and led him to make that investment. He says, I've never missed God once on that when I've taken time to wait on God. Does it pay to wait on the Lord? I wonder if we would have less divorce in the body of Christ if people had prayed about getting married to that person in the first place. I'm not saying, I'm just wondering. Well, you can say. I just wonder what would happen if people would pray more about who their mate should be. Hmm. Say la. I'm glad I didn't miss it with Brenda. But you know what? I almost did. I almost did. Because even though I was born again, I was still pretty carnal. I came out of the world, right? And a lot of sin. I'd been washed in the blood. I was the righteousness of God in Christ. I was learning and I was growing. But to be honest with you, I thought that I was really something. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to give up my freedom to marry her. And then Brenda would wonder, what are you giving up? You're sleeping on the floor. You don't have a car. You have a car? You have a car? 
No, I didn't have a cot. I had blankets. And I had a few pots and pans. My stupidity and my lack of spirituality. We could say it this way. A better way to say it, my carnality. An unrenewed mind or my flesh-ruled mind at that time almost kept me out of the greatest blessing in life next to receiving Jesus as my Lord. She'd finally had it. Because we were up one day and down the next, not her but me. And she said, okay, I'm leaving. We had just graduated from Rama. It was 1977. It was in the summer. And she said, well, I'm going to go to Florida and I'm going to go evangelize. And I was working for Brother Hagen and doing work there. And I said, well, okay. And so she left. But you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. But I had, I had time. See, I had time. Sometimes you got to pull away. Amen? She pulled away. I don't know whether it was a two weeks or whatever it was. She called me on the phone. <laughs> and she was having herself a high heel time. You know, you understand Brenda was born in the fire. She was born in the fire Pentecost. I was born in catechism class. <laughs> She had fire. All I had was holy water, you know. <laughs> and a little incense. And a dominus vobiscum. That's all I had. Got slapped in sixth grade by the bishop. Felt like slapping him back, but I didn't. So anyway, you know, I'm, I'm there working for Hagen's and... So I get this call, and she's, oh, Norval Hayes is having me preach. And you know, if you've ever heard of Norval Hayes, he was one of the generals of the faith. He's still alive today. Quite a character, actually. And oh, you know, I'm, I'm preaching, and we're going out witnessing during the day, and people are getting saved, and the fire is falling, and things are happening. Then I heard all these guys' voices in the background. <laughs> Brenda, come on, let's go. When are you going to get off the phone? All these guys, single guys. I put the phone down. I called the airlines. Seriously. I got a ticket. And I flew to Tampa, Florida. And I went and picked her up and said, Come on, we're going home. We're getting married. It's a true story. It's a true story. But my carnality and my stubbornness is kind of like that mule who needed a bit. I hadn't learned to be rain trained. I was more fleshly ruled. Now, there's a story in here for all of us. Because you may not be contemplating marriage, but you may be contemplating something else 
that is very serious and is very important in your life. It could impact your children. It can impact your finances. I don't know what it could impact, but it's, it's big. And I just sense the Spirit of God saying, stop being so stubborn. Become rain trained. Mm -hmm. Follow the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I didn't miss God. I'm glad I didn't miss God in marriage. Now I've missed God just like you've missed God in other things. But I've never missed God on purpose. Amen? Amen? And if you do miss God, stop raking yourself over the coal. Get up. I said, get up. Get up. And start moving on with the Lord. I've got about a few more scriptures. Can we just do it? Glory to God. I'll skip a lot of it. In Isaiah 55, 12. You shall go... Pray with me. It'll be clear to you. 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 It shall be clear. Hallelujah. And you'll be able to move forward in faith and move without fear. Hallelujah. Oh, brikistemataya. Ende jolo praviende. Kason umbokariste. Hallelujah. No more frustration. No more fear. As you lay aside those things, glory to God, it'll all be clear. Hallelujah. Put your hand over your heart and say, It shall be. It shall be made known unto me. It shall be made clear. Isaiah 55, 12. Let's look at this verse. One indicator of having peace is rest. But another indicator of having peace is joy. In other words, you're glad to do it. You may not understand it up here, but down here, something's clicking. It's the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. In, in Isaiah 55, 12, it says, You shall go out with joy and be led forth with what? That happened to us back in 1982. We're in our automobile. We're leaving Minnesota where our ministry had begun. We had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to minister in a lot of different places. And yet we were unhooked from that part of the country. And so we headed down 35W as we traveled toward California. The only way I know how to describe it is we went forth with great joy and great peace in our heart. And yet in our head, we had no idea what awaited us out here. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me ask you a question. Do you have to know the whole picture before you go? No, you don't. The Bible says that the steps of a good man, 
They're ordered of the Lord. He will order your steps. And what he wants us to do is take one step. And the path of the righteous is like a bright light. And it shines more and more unto the perfect day. But if he can never get us to take that step, we'll never have light for the next step. It's like a lantern. It's like a flashlight. It gets brighter and brighter. We went from that place with joy. We had peace in our heart beyond our understanding. And it wasn't a matter of two, three months before it all unfolded and God brought it together. These are only illustrations from our life that we can share with you. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills, what are they going to do? They're going to break forth before you into singing and the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Timothy put it like this, follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. The wisdom of God is always discovered in the peace of God. The wisdom that is from above, say it with me, heaven's wisdom, wisdom. it's pure, it's It's peaceable, it's It's gentle. It's easy to be entreated. It's full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Listen, all of wisdom's ways, all of his direction are ways of plentiness, pleasantness, and all of her paths are peace. All of wisdom's paths are paths of peace. Hallelujah. There's so much more that I could say, but we have run out of time. Let's stand to our feet. Glory to God. Somebody say, yeah, but pastor, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated tonight. Well, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that frustration, shall we? Amen. Because frustration always leads to, to no peace and no joy. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. Put your hands up in the air and just say it with me. Heavenly Father, I'm going to allow peace to decide what's safe and what's not for me. I purpose in my heart to stop talking about the frustrations in my life. And I'm going to talk faith. I'm going to talk joy. I'm going to talk peace. Thank you, Lord, for leading and guiding me every step of the way. I thank you, Lord, that you are the God of peace. And I let your peace just rule real big in my heart tonight. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you've been frustrated recently about something, I'm not going to call you up. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and I'm going to just speak over that in your life. In Jesus' name. Frustration is just kind of set in. There's a few of you. You can put your hands down. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray here for a minute. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's all say this together. Lord, forgive me for allowing the pressures and allowing those things that have come upon me to get into me. I judge myself for that. I ask you to forgive me for that. And in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over that area, over that frustration in the name of Jesus. Frustration? You got to go and you got to leave me now in Jesus' name. And now, Lord, I open up my heart. And I'm asking for your peace. Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Your peace to permeate my very being, to permeate my very soul in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's say this together from this night forward. I choose to keep my mind on you. You said in your word that you'd keep me in perfect peace as I keep my mind stayed on you. So I speak peace to my soul. I speak grace over my life. In the name of Jesus, I open my heart afresh and anew. Lead me, I pray. Guide me every day. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Glory to God. Well, praise God. It's a good word. It's a serious word, but it's a good word. It's a life-saving word. And it's a life-changing word. It's a direction-changing word. Hallelujah. And it is a ministry discovery word. Hallelujah. You may be seated.